Hello everybody, welcome to another another episode of the Canberra Football Show, episode 87. Michael here joining me as always. Uh, before I throw it over to Michael, uh, we would both like to uh, wish some uh, good friends of the show best of luck as they begin their FIFA Women's World Cup coverage this week. Firstly, Russ Gibbs, uh, who will be commentating on quite a few matches in the tournament for the uh, audio descriptive channels on the FIFA Plus app. Try to check some of those out when you can. I believe he's doing the Sydney, uh, a lot of the Sydney matches mostly. And secondly, Stefan Mubis, uh, who's joined us uh, to cover MPLW before, will be covering the tournament for Beyond 90, I believe. So go check his write-ups on the website uh, that are available there. I believe he's going all over um, a decent amount of Australia and New Zealand as well for, I believe, the semi-final. So... uh, Good luck to both of them and uh, look forward to uh, reading and hearing their work. Michael, how's it going today? Yeah, good, thanks. I sort of just want to echo those, uh, you know, kind words, Matt, to Russ and Stefan. Obviously, good to have two members of the Canberra sort of football community in one way or another being involved in such a major tournament like the women's FIFA World Cup that's due to kick off uh, very, very soon. So congratulations to both of them. It's good to see both of them getting that sort of experience and exposure at that sort of level in terms of international football competition. So well done to both of them uh, for being able to, you know, obviously cover the competition and like you said, be sure to check the write-ups by Stefan on Beyond 90 and Russ will obviously be providing audio commentary on some of the matches throughout the tournament. But Matt, nevertheless, we'll kick things off with NPL football action and we start with Canberra Olympic getting back to winning ways. A big win for them, 2-0 against Canberra Croatia in O'Connor. It was Neo and Makua on the score sheet for the hosts It's a crucial win, like I said, Matt, for Olympic in this encounter, especially after their recent struggles for form. It was a tight affair for most of the first period, but Adam New broke the deadlock three minutes before halftime with an excellent finish with his left foot across the goal, past the goalkeeper to make it 1-0. And then into the second half, Matt, they got their decisive second in the 75th minute thanks to a beautiful trip from McCord to capitalise on a defensive mistake by Canberra Croatia. And that's what cemented their victory in this one to make it 2-0. And like I said, it was just a huge three points for Olympic as they sit third on 26 points while Canberra Croatia remain sixth on 19 points, five points off the top four. So... I think the sort of big talking point coming out of this was, you know, Olympic sort of getting over that hump of their recent struggles and no better way for them to do that by defeating a team like Canberra Croatia, which is definitely going to give them a lot of confidence moving forward for the rest of the season as we, you know, see finals football on the horizon. Oh, certainly. And uh, one thing I wanted to note as well that's worth mentioning for that Olympic and Croatia one is that uh, there was a double yellow, uh, a send-off, a double yellow card uh, for Canberra, Croatia. I believe it was Matt Gerbisher got that uh, accumulation 
of yellow cards that he will miss the match next week. And that, you know, uh, we've seen a few comebacks from uh, teams that have uh, been down a man and have gone on to win. Canberra Croatia wasn't meant for them. So that's sixth place for them. Uh, leaves them with a bit of a battle in that final round of the season. Matt, who have we got next up? Uh, you know, this outfit in particular that won this game are just continuing to put on statement after statement in MPL football. Tigers and O'Connor match. O'Connor coming out victors 4-1 in this one. Both teams were tied top of the table, of course, going into it. And O'Connor prevailed and go sole top. In terms of the match, O'Connor opened the scoring in the eighth minute as they intercepted the ball in the middle of the park. Pressed forward and laid it off for Mando, who had some terrific footwork on the edge of the box before attempting a shot, which was saved. And Krezic picked up the rebound for the goal. On the 20th minute mark, O'Connor doubled their advantage as Connor Bill struck a nice ball over the wing for Harrison Palich, who uh, who beat Milburn for pace, ran down the line, cut inside. He heggy backheeled it for Palich, who continued uh, running across goal and... Uh, Placed it past the keeper. Well-worked goal here. Great work from Palik uh, with the run. And well done to him on uh, as well because he is having a great season, as are the rest of the uh, O'Connor defense. Such a great tandem and uh, do their bit going forward as well. Uh, before the 30-minute mark, Tigers made a tactical change. moving. They moved Juno to fullback as they just weren't coping with the Knights' pressure down those wings. Tigers regained a bit of momentum and built some chances before the half time. But the first half was certainly uh, went O'Connor's uh, way. O'Connor made it 3-0 on the 67th minute mark as a Tigers free kick was whipped into the box and ultimately Palak whacked a massive defensive clearance out of the box past the halfway line, which Adam Michael Adams ran down. Uh, senior pressured him and uh, Senior sort of fumbled the... Uh, Back pass to the keeper and uh, Adams uh, pounced on it, nipped it around Cole and placed it in the back of the net. Such a great goal. Well-worked run here. And uh, again, just the great determination from uh, from the Knights just to run down every last opportunity. Tigers responded well, though, to this and scored one of their own two minutes later. A great piece of team play from the Tigers, linking up all around the midfield before Angelo Santi. Uh, laid a ball off for Milanutovic, and uh, he struck a great ball for the far post. 3-1, another really nice goal here. Uh, despite the Tigers trying to push for another, it was O'Connor that struck next to end off the game at 4-1. Nikol Krezic went on a blitzer of a run down that right wing, beating Milanutovic for pace, cutting across inside the box and releasing a shot for the far post to complete his brace. Absolutely outstanding run here. Great show of pace and skill from Krezic. And uh, that was, of course, his brace for the afternoon. This loss for Tigers means that they dropped to second place on the ladder with uh, three points behind O'Connor on 29 points. And they're three points ahead of Olympic, who are in third place, like you mentioned before, Michael. Uh, And uh, Tigers have the Battle of the Big Cats coming up next. O'Connor complete their second second third of the season in perfect fashion as they went seven matches unbeaten, not just that, they won seven matches on the trot, cementing themselves as sole leaders at the top of the NPL standings with this win. O'Connor 
uh, lead Tigers and Olympic. Sorry, Tigers by three points and Olympic by six points, as we mentioned before. And it has to be said, it's deservedly so that they're top of the table. They've been absolutely outstanding, especially in the second third of the season. And uh, Russ sort of had a good line there where he's like, uh, on the commentary, he's like, if you didn't consider uh, O'Connor title challenges, well, you sort of better believe it now. And uh, safe to say, they have to be considered favourites as we head into this um, last third of the season, not just by the standings, but by the way, but by the way, they're playing going forward defensively, running down every single last opportunity. The way they approach every single game has been top notch. Then uh, the seven wins on the trot and the placing on the ladder shows that uh, they'll be hoping to continue that fine form as they head for that final stretch. But right now, Michael, they are looking in very, very good form as they head into that final third of the season and the Croatian derby next week. Michael, what was one of our matches on the Sunday offering? Yeah, we had Togranong United against the Monaro Panthers, a nil-nil draw, a sort of rare nil-nil stalemate draw in MPL football, that's for sure. Uh, But, you know, it didn't do a whole lot for... Uh, Monaro this result but it did a lot more for Tuggeranong uh, who are near the bottom of the table which I'll get into a little bit later but you know clear, clear cut chances were few and far between in this contest you know Monaro had uh, more attempts on goal uh, than Tuggies in this one the most memorable chance though probably came for Tuggies in which Jordan Thurtell stepped up uh, with a big save to uh, deny the the home side from taking the lead in this match. So like I mentioned earlier, it now means that the point means that Tuggeranong are now on five points, which means they're five points ahead of West Canberra, who stay rooted to the bottom of the table. And Matt, what's crucial about them picking up that point is both Tuggeranong United and West Canberra Wanderers will meet this week in midweek action. So that's got a match that has everything to play for in terms of implications for the relegation battle for this season. So, I mean, there'll be plenty of eyes on that one. And I mean, if West Canberra can manage to get a victory in that contest, well, then it really opens things up again. And we'll see if they'll be able to make another great escape from the relegation zone this time around. But, it's going to be a fantastic game, that one midweek, as I'm sure we'll get into later when we break down some of the fixtures. But for Monaro, Matt, you know, they missed the chance to go into the top four with this draw so that they still remain in fifth place uh, behind fourth-placed uh, Gungarlan. So I now believe that Monaro is two points off. So it was a big opportunity missed for them to get themselves in the top four, but it just wasn't meant to be in this one. They built a little bit of momentum as well. Got some really, really good results in recent weeks, but they weren't able to capitalize on that. So they'll be no doubt a little bit more disappointed with the draw than what Tuggeranong will. Like we said, for Tuggeranong, it gives them an added point when you compare them to West Canberra Wanderers, who are the only team below them in the table. And we know that Tuggeranong don't want to go back to CPL next season straight away up having only just gotten promoted last year. So, 
you know, although it may have not have been the most entertaining game, there was a lot to dissect in terms of the result and what it meant for both teams moving forward. Matt, what's our last match for MPL action this week? A good win for the home team on this occasion. It certainly was. It was a win that uh, solidifies them in the top four for this round, breaking away from Monaro. And that was Gungahlin United 2-0 win over West Canberra. Early on in this one, Wanderers had a cracking chance as they hit the crossbar after a great strike from outside the box. It was the home side, though, that would open the scoring 18 minutes in as Habtamarian beat his marker to the ball and Bernabeu Madrid picked it up and placed it past the keeper. Uh, the Wanderers' ability to make a comeback was made harder as Harry Truman was sent off for a second yellow card in this match, meaning he will miss that midweek ca- uh, catch-up match with Tuggeron that you mentioned before, Michael. Deep in stoppage time, Sam Vizzy broke down the line and did a 1-2 with Jack Green, bolted further down the wing, tried to lay off a shot, but uh, grabbed uh, the rebound off the defender, which he squared for Anthony Timotheu, who uh, proceeded to unleash a shot uh, to the right post to make it 2-1, sorry, 2-0. Just minutes before, Gungahlin thought they had scored, I I believe it was Romeo that had a chance there, uh, however, it was called due to offside. So Tuggeron with, uh, sorry, Gunners with a bit of action late on in this one. What this means for the table is, of course, like you mentioned before, Michael Wanderers are still without a single point this season. And for them, it's all eyes on that midweek catch-up v Tuggies. Uh, just looking at the table and the amount of matches left, uh, you would think that Wanderers need a victory against Tuggies in that matchup, and then they both still are yet to play each other in the final third of the season. We'll have to wait and see how that one goes, because if they don't win that one, it will be a very tough climb to make up eight points in seven games. And expect and and they'll also need to expect Tuggies not to grab any more points as well. So huge match for them for Wanderers on Wednesday, as well as it is for Tuggeron. Also, in terms of Gunners, though, a good win as I mentioned at the top of this review that they were able to break away from Monaro by two points in the top four in fourth place, and they're only two points off third place Olympic as well. And I guess what was important here for Gunners. As, as well as that they were able to see off the victory after having the lead and then having the numerical advantage, which they weren't able to do against Monaro last week. So a lot of positives there for Gungahlin heading into round 15 and the final third of the season. Michael, we have quite a few big matches. We've mentioned uh, one of them as the midweek catch-up. So uh, what is the midweek catch-up? And then after that, our round 15 fixtures for MPL. Yeah, so the catch-up that we've already discussed uh, a few times now already on the podcast this episode, Matt, is that round 12 match-up between Tuggeranong United and West Canberra Wanderers to take place Wednesday night, July 19th, 7.30pm at Canberra 201. So if you're not doing anything on Wednesday night and you love MPL action and Canberra football, be sure to get out there and watch that one because that's a match that's got a lot of implications, like we said, for the relegation battle. We then move on to round 15 fixtures, which include West Canberra Wanderers against Canberra Olympics, Saturday, July 22nd, 2 p.m. at Melrose Synthetic. 
We then have O'Connor Knights up against Canberra, Croatia, Saturday, July 22nd, 3pm at O'Connor Enclosed. Manara Panthers play hosts to Tigers FC, Saturday, July 22nd, 5.45pm at Riverside. And lastly, we have Tuggeranong United playing Gungahlin United, Sunday, July 23rd, 3pm at Canberra, 201. So some very, very entertaining fixtures on the horizon for MPL football. And that catch-up game, Matt, is going to be an absolute delight. I can assure you of that. But nevertheless, let's move on to MPL W action now, Matt. And a close game between these two sides, but it was the home team that uh, nudged nudged it in the end and got the win. Yeah, big matchup at... O'Connor enclosed. Jeremy and I were commentating on this one. 1-0 one victory for Canberra Olympic over Gungahling United. Olympic opened the scoring in the 29th minute as a looping corner from Leah Carnegie was put in the box and then preceded the long scramble. And, and then what preceded was probably the longest scramble uh, in the box, as Jeremy coined it on commentary. A lot of back and forth uh, from both sides before Nicole Jalocka. Uh, won that battle and placed it in the back of the net. This is Jaloka's seventh goal of the MPLW campaign. Olympic had the better of the first half, not just with the goal, but there were more the more dangerous of both sides going forward. And there was one particular shot which forced an incredible save from Gungalan's Emily Kelly. You can see the shots from uh, Sal on soccer snaps by Sal. He captured a the moment pretty well there, as he always does. Uh, Gungalan had some great chances in the second half, including one from Michelle Heyman, which she got on the end of uh, the through ball, had a shot which was saved by King, and as well as one right near the death where a great ball was put in the box, which found Ella Brown, and her shot hit the inside of the post and ricocheted out. So Gungalan very close to ending the match with a draw but were denied by the post. Despite the close chances from Gungalan for, uh, for the majority of the half, they found it difficult to find Heyman or Oliver in numerous positions further down in dangerous positions in the box. And part of that was just due to how well Olympic did defensively in this matchup. Uh, in particular, I thought Elkray Tolu was absolutely immense in this one with some great challenges and moments. Also worth noting, uh, Michelle Wienicke came off with an injury to her ankle. She limped off uh, to the dressing room at the end of the match with ice wrapped around the ankle. So hopefully uh, it's not super serious there and a swift recovery for her. Gungalan are still, after this match, Gungalan still in fourth place um, after this loss with five points off Belcono, who are in third. Gunners still have a match in hand, but Belco have two matches in hand. Big win for Olympic, though, as they keep pace with Croatia, who lead them by three points at the top of MPLW. However, Olympic do have a match in hand, and both teams play each other this weekend in the MPLW Canberra Classico, as Russ coins it, uh, at Deakin Stadium. More on that later. And talking about Deakin Stadium... Michael, there was a match that emanated from there this weekend. Who did who did uh, Canberra Croatia face? They faced West Canberra Wanderers, Matt, and it was a 3-0 win for Canberra Croatia in this one. A win and a clean sheet for them in this match. So 
uh, a very good result for them. And it's always better when you manage to keep a clean sheet as well, isn't it? So it was a great corner, swung in towards Perry, who finished brilliantly to make it 1-0 for the hosts. West Canberra almost got themselves level, Matt, a few minutes later, but a fantastic save onto the crossbar from a free kick, kept the score at 1-1, sorry, at 1-0. The hosts almost scored their second at the very end of the first half, but were denied by a fingertip save onto the crossbar. So the score was kept at 1-0, but the crossbar had already been struck on a few occasions in the first half, Matt, so... A very entertaining clash by all accounts. And that sort of stretched over into the second period, especially for the first part of the second half. The crossbar was struck again for the third time in the match uh, as Canberra Croatia uh, had an effort five minutes into the second half. But that obviously meant that the score was still 1-0. But since the first goal had gone in, the crossbar had been struck three times. So you could sort of get a sense that it was either just not going to be either side's day in terms of getting it beyond the 1-0 scoreline or it was going to open, the floodgates were going to open eventually and that's what happened with Canberra Croatia breaking away to score their second through Palombi after a neat finish one-on-one with the keeper and that was in the 78th minute, Matt. And then Palombi scored her second and Canberra Croatia's third in injury time to make it 3-0. Uh, she did well. She managed to sort of cut inside and then strike the ball at the near post, which went past the keeper, who probably should have saved the effort on reflection. And the keeper will be very disappointed that she wasn't able to prevent that ball from going in the back of the net. But nevertheless, it was 3-0 to Canberra, Croatia. And that's how the game finished. So they're top of the ladder now. Matt, Canberra, Croatia... Uh, on 32 points, having played one more game than Canberra Olympic, who are in second on 29 points. Uh, And while the Wanderers on this occasion, the result means that they're still second from the bottom with just seven points. So a very good result for Canberra Croatia, not so good result, obviously, for West Canberra. But... Nevertheless, uh, an entertaining game, you know, when you consider that the crossbar was struck three times in this one. It very easily could have seen West Canberra Wanderers end this match with possibly a different result had they had that first effort going. And, you know, if it goes in, it's 1-1 at that stage and you never know what can happen. So a little bit unlucky for them, but obviously Canberra-Croatia struck the crossbar twice. So there was a little bit of fortune and luck on West Canberra's side in terms of that way of thinking and that way of looking at it. But the other matches which didn't get played, we've got Tuggeranong United up against uh, Canberra United Academy will be rescheduled. And then we then have Belcon United up against ANUWFC, which is rescheduled for Wednesday, August 9th. So quite a while away for that rescheduled match. But Matt, do you want to get into the MPLW round 15 fixtures that await us this weekend? Yeah, and some of those fixtures include West Canberra Wanderers against Tuggeranong United, Sunday, July 23rd, 
12.45 p.m. at Melrose Synthetic. Then we have Canberra Croatia against Canberra Olympic. Sunday, July 23rd, 2.30 p.m. at Deakin Stadium. I'll be commentating on that one. Then we have ANUWFC against Canberra United Academy. Sunday, July 23rd, 3 p.m. at ANU South Oval. And then we have Gungali United against Belconnie United. Sunday, July 23rd, 3 p.m. at Gungalan Enclosed. And the interesting aspect of this one, Michael, is we have 7th v. 8th. We have 5th v. 6th. We have 1st v. 2nd. And we have 3rd v. 4th, if I'm not mistaken there. So we always say this, but uh, it probably seems a little more crucial there, especially considering quite a few of these teams do have matches in hand. I believe only Canberra Croatia and West Canberra have played all their matches so far. So a few teams can make up some points here if they get the win. All right. Shorter NPLW segment, of course, due to those rescheduled matches, like you said, Michael. And now we are on to CPL. First, we and we've mentioned rescheduled matches. There's only one rescheduled match in CPL. And one of the teams that do have that match in hand also got a big win Uh in the Riverina this weekend, Michael. That's right, Matt. Wagga City Wanderers defeated White Eagles 3-1. It was Polongas with a hat-trick for the hosts and Kagler on the score sheet for the away team. So Wagga, they got off to a blitzing start in this one, three minutes in, thanks to Jake Polongas, after he scored a, you know, a brace in the opening 19 minutes of the encounter via the third and 19th minutes respectively. So a great start for Wagga City Wanderers and definitely not the start that White Eagles would have been hoping for heading into this one, especially on the road in this game. You know, despite the momentum with Wagga, you know, White Eagles were not going to go down sort of into the sheds with their heads down and not playing with any sort of confidence. And they actually managed to half the deficit 11 minutes later in the 30th minute thanks to Kaglar. So that's his first goal since returning from Tuggeranong in June. Wagga struck back, though, three minutes from stoppage time to ultimately dash White Eagles' hopes from getting anything out of the game uh, by scoring their third and the final goal of the match. So the goal scorer, none other than Polongas, to complete his hat-trick. He's second of the season, so his goal tally puts him up to 11 goals of the CPL campaign and third on the goal-scoring charts in the league. So he's one behind his teammate, uh, Kadzola, and two behind leader, Darren Bailey. So the loss for White Eagles still leaves them in eighth place, one point behind Canberra-Juventus. They are now seven points behind Belko and Brindis, who are tied on fifth. It's a big win for Wagga as they keep pace with Queanbeyan in second, which uh, they are two points behind and gain some points on Yulgalian first, uh, which they are nine points behind with a match still to play. So a great result for Wagga, Matt, like we said, but for White Eagles, their struggles, like we've mentioned quite a lot already this season, it's not been a great season for them as they pick up yet another loss. Matt, who do we have in our next contest? Another home team got a victory and by the same scoreline as well. Yeah, 3-1 and a big victory. Brinda Bella Blues 
uh, breaking the undefeated streak of Ugali 3-1 at home. Uh, Ugali travelled to Corwell to take on the Brindies and the travelling side from Griffith did get off to a flyer in this one. They opened the scoring two minutes in via none other than the current CPL top scorer, Darren Bailey. This is Bailey's 13th goal of the season. Very close uh, game from all accounts in this one with Brindies having the better of the second half as they went on an absolute tear in in an 11-minute period, uh, scoring three goals from the 54th minute to the 65th minute. The first goal came via Curtis uh, Schaefer as he whipped around as he whipped uh, around the keeper with the outside of the boot of his right foot uh, into the bottom left corner from uh, just inside the box. And the second one was uh, quite a bit of nice build-up play from the Brindies for uh, Schaefer in the box with uh, one touch and then stuck it under the keeper. Uh, this brace marks seven goals of the CPL campaign for Curtis Schaefer. Uh, third was a header onto uh, J- uh, from Jaden Deegan Smith from just outside the six-yard box, who then headed it over the outstretched keeper and dipped it below the bar. The Brindies showed their best by the looks of it in this encounter, and where uh, Brindies are no stranger to showing their best football. In the final third of the season, we saw this last year, Michael, where they, right near the end, had a really, really good run of form, Really played really well, picked up uh, a lot of points to put themselves in the top four. If I'm not mistaken, they're a little further behind than they were last season, either there or they're thereabouts, just comparing to where they were placed. So it'll be interesting to see whether you got, uh, whether Brindies make that final jump into the top four. They're tied fifth at the moment, a little bit on that later. However, this loss for Ugali marks their first loss since round two. They still lead the ladder by seven points on Queenbian and nine on Wagga. However, both still have a match in hand. So um, it'll be interesting to see if that sort of opens up there. But regardless, what a run that was for Ugali to go that long without a defeat. And not just were they undefeated that entire time, They only got one draw in that entire time. The rest were all wins. So it was one hell of a run for Ugali there. Uh, As I mentioned before, big win for the Brindies as they became the first team to shock Ugali since round two. Uh, The win means that they're only four points off the top four now. So they're within touching distance. And the question, like I mentioned before, is this the win that kickstarts their surge into that top four? And they are in tied fifth with Belco, but I I think Belco have a little bit of the edge on goal difference. So a lot there, Michael, and I'm sure that'll all play out next week. Next up is a team that I mentioned just before that gained a little bit of of points on Ugali. Yeah, that's right, Matt. They certainly did. It was Queanbeyan who got a 3-1 away victory against Canberra Juventus. It was Abbott with a hat-trick for Queanbeyan and Duck on the score sheet for Canberra Juventus. So a big match for both sides as they looked uh, for the three points in this one. The first half remained a stalemate before all the goal-bound action happened in the second half in this contest. Argentine Nico Abbott opened the scoring 
at Ainsley four minutes into the second half to give his side the edge. Cambry Ventus then bounced back to level the scoring through their key man up top, Nathan Duck, 14 minutes later. Uh, this is Duck's eighth goal of the CPL campaign. The remaining goals were scored by Nico Abbott, though, as he scored in the 69th and 90th minutes, respectively, to make it 3-1. The hat-trick launched Abbott into double digits for the season with 10 goals. He's tied fourth on the goal-scoring charts with Josh De Rossi of Ugali. The loss for Juventus means they remain seventh with 11 points, uh, one point above White Eagles. Uh, they both play each other next week, so that's going to be a crucial game, Matt, most definitely in terms of where they both are in the CPL ladder as we head into the final part of the season. Uh, they also now trail Brindis and Belco in tied fifth by six points. Huge win for Queanbeyan as they gain three points on Yulgali, so they now only trail them by seven points with one match in hand, which is, of course, away to Wagga, which they lead by two points. So that makes that match even more important. So a lot to play for in CPL football at the moment. Matt, do you want to get into our last match for CPL action from the past weekend? An entertaining game, to say the least, between these two sides. Oh, it certainly was, and some really nice goals in this one. It was a 3-2 victory to ANU over Belco. It was a 4th v 5th as well going into this encounter. It was a great goal frenzy in this encounter, which took place at McKellar Park, which I believe was moved there from ANU South Ovals, but ANU were the home side. Belco opened the scoring as from a free kick, which was nicely just passed where, sorry, the free kick was nicely just passed sideways uh, instead of going for the shot or the cross there to Hayden Tunney, who was unmarked in this area, and he cracked a great low shot in uh, in the back of the net, uh, intelligently taken here from Belko. You don't see that too often uh, in general from those free kicks. ANU responded strongly, though, with two goals in two minutes uh, in the 25th and 27th minutes, respectively. The first was a cracking low free kick uh, between the wall, curling for the bottom far corner via Andrew Manley. And the second was courtesy of a massive throw-in into the box and an attempted clearance fell to Tim Lopez, which he hit a wonderful strike to put his side in the lead at 2-1. Belko began the second half strongly as they leveled the scores at 2-2 via Liam Ray when he received the ball out wide, made a darting run into the box, cut inside and hit a shot for the far post. This is Ray's third goal since joining the club in June. So what a signing he has been in that mid-season transfer window. Belko came very close to taking the lead as they had a great uh, piece of build-up play and it ended with a shot which was brilliantly saved from ANU's Keegan Jackson with a diving save there, and he immediately sort of reacted and tried to pounce on another, but uh, for the double save, however, it was cleared from ANU before he pounced for it. Uh, 14 minutes later, ANU struck back to give their side the lead through Max Model uh, for his second goal of the season. Jordan Hope put in a peach of a ball uh, from the free kick, which fell terrifically for Model. As he, as he was able to hit the header 
for the near post. This loss for Belko means they are now four points outside the top four. Uh, lost some uh, momentum there on ANU. Uh, they're still in fifth place as well. And as we mentioned in the Brindies one, they are now tied fifth with the Brindies, but have the edge on goal difference. Big win for ANU, though, as they return to the winning circle as they drew three out of their last four games. And that fourth one was a loss. It wasn't in that order, though. And it also widens the gap between them and Belco, as we just mentioned, and Brindies uh, by four points. They're now also one point off third place, Wagga, and three points off second place, Queenbian, who, of course, as we've mentioned previously, both have a match in hand. So a lot going on in that one. Great goals, great build-up play. Really, really nice stuff there from both sides. And that action, of course, continues into this weekend, Michael, with round 15. What are our fixtures for that kicks off the final third of the season, which will prove to be uh, dramatic all the way through, I don't doubt. It certainly will be dramatic, Matt. We've got Belconi United up against Wagga City Wanderers Saturday, July 22nd, 3pm at McKellar Park. Brindabella Blues take on Queanbeyan City. That's going to be a cracker. Saturday, July 22nd, 3pm at Ivan Park in Corwell. Then have Canberra Juventus up against Canberra White Eagles, which we mentioned earlier. Saturday, July 22nd, 3pm at Ainsley Field 2. And lastly, we have Yulgali up against ANU. Another brilliant match. Saturday, July 22nd, 3.20pm at Solomad Stadium. So some great games to look forward to, Matt, across all the competitions and... I'm very keen to break it down with you yet again next week on another episode on the show. It certainly will be another great weekend of action. And of course, the Women's World Cup kicks off this week. I believe Thursday night are the first matches in that. It's great to see the Women's World Cup here in Australia. And uh, uh, best of luck as well, as we mentioned at the top of the program, to Russ and Stefan. Go check out their respective works uh, on the FIFA Plus app for Russ and on Beyond 94. Stefan, as always, everybody, enjoy the weekend and most importantly, enjoy the football.